Damia was born and raised on a diversified livestock farm where she quickly learned her love for the agricultural world. It all started in a barn with her dad and being very involved in 4-H and FFA. During college, she majored in animal science and agriculture science while working for a large sheep operation off campus. Little International, the largest student-run event in the nation, was Damia's favorite to help put on and show at in college. Damia now works for a deer nutrition company called Analogics Outdoors while juggling many of her own businesses and hobbies. Please help me welcome Damia to the podcast. Hey y'all, this is Allie Spears, your host of the Ag Chicks podcast, where I cultivate connections with the women who are helping feed the world. Well, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today, Damia, and to get to know more about you. Uh, Also, you deserve a huge shout out and a huge thank you because I really think you've been there since the beginning in terms of following along and supporting. Uh, So I want to just say thank you. I appreciate you so much. And I'm so excited to chat with you today and have not only myself, but also the listeners get to know a little bit more about you. Yeah, I'm excited. So why don't we start from the beginning, if you're good with that. So where did you grow up or kind of where are you from? So I grew up on a small diversified livestock farm in southern Minnesota. Um, Then I went to college in South Dakota and now I'm back in Minnesota. Back in Minnesota. Okay, so full circle. So uh, growing up, I know kind of just from your bio and just like small interactions and stuff that you uh, did you were involved in 4-H and FFA. What was that like in terms of like, what were the activities that you were involved in in those organizations? So I actually loved FFA and 4-H a lot. Um, I didn't join 4-H until I was a little bit older because I was involved in too many other things and sports and whatnot. But with FFA, I loved doing the livestock judging. Um, and then I did crops for a few years as well. Um, made it to state for each of those. And then for 4-H, I mainly showed lambs, um, also did goats for a few years and photography. Awesome. So you had a full plate and lots of projects going on. Yep. Big, uh, lots of things to put in your record book, right? For 4-H. Yeah. And then the, um, what's the one for FFA? I can never remember. Um, well, it's your SAE projects, but then there's like a book, isn't there? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it. Yeah, though. I can't either. We So for me, for FFA, I only did FFA my last two years of high school um, because it wasn't at my school. So when I could drive, I went to the neighboring high school, but same thing, livestock judging. Um, and we were, we were not super, like, we didn't do a ton for FFA chapters. So some of the stuff, especially living in Texas now where it's huge, people will tell me things about like all the different stuff that goes on in FFA. And sometimes I'm just like, okay, cool. Like I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Well, Glad that you get to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause where'd you grow up again? I grew up in California. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, FFA is definitely a big thing there. And um, so is 4-H, but our chapter was just kind of small. So it was just different experience, I guess. Yeah. Um, so then you went to South Dakota for college. What was that like? I loved it a lot. Um, obviously, two at other colleges and everything, but I just felt like South Dakota State was home to me. Um, and I went there for animal science and egg science. Um, so really good community. And it was kind of like a big egg college too. So 
that was fun and I did some more livestock judging classes and stuff there as well and it was awesome <laughs> so did you judge at um, South Dakota or just kind of the classes and stuff I just did the classes I decided not to go through with the actual livestock judging team yeah. um, but then I was involved with Little International I don't know if you know what that is but um tell me about it because I know what it is but I don't know and like I know people who went to South Dakota State and then were like also involved in that so tell me what it entails because I know the bare minimum Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like FFA in an aspect and 4-H together but it's all student run and led um and then it would happen the big event would happen in about April but one day FFA students could come in, judge the livestock that we had. And then the next day, the college students would participate. And so the students would show, judge, and then they could also do like those contests as well as the ones for like FFA. Um, so it's just a big event that was kind of going on. So did you help kind of facilitate that or you were just as a, like a participant? Um, so a few years I did help put it on um, within different committees. Um, I like doing the GOAT committee because <laughs> um, if you were doing one, if you were helping with like one um, livestock animal, then you couldn't show that one. Okay. So I showed a lamb one year and then I tried showing a heifer one year, but that's when COVID happened and so everything got canceled. Um, and then I did the photography contest as well there, but Cool. Okay. That's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that happens at other, like in other locations or just there? I don't know if other colleges really do something like that. I know we have like the largest one in the nation, I guess, but okay. yeah. Okay, cool. What a cool experience. So mm -hmm. going into college, I know you said you studied animal science and ag science. Did you have like a a dream job or like a career route that you thought you were going to pursue through those majors? Well, growing up, I always wanted to be a vet. Um, <laughs> worked with other vets and everything on the farm and in the hog barns and everything. And then went to college, started taking the classes and the classes for vet school were very, very hard. <laughs> um, and then the vets I kind of worked with also talked me out a little bit, a little bit, talked me out of it. Yeah. Um, but then I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Obviously still wanted to stay within the livestock um, area, but then I graduated and still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I applied at different places and now I'm in the nutrition hunting company. <laughs> so did you, I know, and I want to get into kind of what you currently do in just a minute, but before I guess graduation and you graduated in what year did you graduate? 2022 okay so before that had you had any like interaction did you grow up in kind of the hunting side of an industry or as a hobby um, like what was your connection there if you had one beforehand I guess is my question yeah so I started hunting with my dad when I was 12 and we just always went deer hunting every year um we lived two hours away from our hunting ground though so we would go there for the opening weekend and sometimes second weekend and that was basically it yeah um and then I got more into it I guess with what I do now I feel like and the reason I asked that is I feel like and this is going to be stereotypical type of 
statement here but I feel like in most situations girls who enjoy hunting got into it because of their dad or like a brother yeah. or something like that because that's definitely like how my excitement or passion I guess for hunting started um in northern California there isn't a ton of deer hunting but like duck hunting is a huge thing and so mm -hmm. that was like what we did and um yeah, I definitely miss it because I haven't been hunting in a very long time, but definitely dad. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Yeah. And so you um, work for a nutrition company now, obviously, and the hunting industry within itself is like one of the most fascinating industries in terms of all of the stuff that happens within it. Um, mm -hmm. So that being said, did you have, like, what was your learning curve when you kind of got your position in terms of, did you have to learn that industry or was it something that you kind of already kind of knew what was going on? Um, I kind of had to learn more about it because we've never put out products or anything like that where we go hunting at. So just learning about the minerals and the vitamins and all the different feed and products that people like use and this company has um, and like food plots. Um, so learn more about that. Um, but I also do their social media and some marketing and everything. So I didn't have to learn too much of that aspect, but yeah. And that was going to be my next question. Like, what is your specific role that you kind of do for, for them and kind of for your job? Mm -hmm. So I yeah, do the social media, uh, fo um, photos, manage the pro staffers, help plant food plots and manage the feed and mineral site. So kind of a little bit of everything <laughs> do you have a territory or is it kind of for the whole company in terms of wherever their products are reach um so we're based in southern minnesota um, okay. but we sell everything through like cabela's bass pro fleet farm um so i don't do too much of that aspect i do like make ads for like gotcha. the companies and stuff but everything's in-house here in southern minnesota Gotcha. Okay, cool. So I know you said you had like the interest in photography and is that kind of where the marketing side of things started for you or what led you to marketing from animal science and ag science, right? Yeah. Kind of yeah. Got to that point. I suppose it was probably my photography and then also just everything on Instagram too um, has kind of all intertwined with each other. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And um, for Instagram because I know that's kind of another part of what you do with like uh, content creation and all of that what made you decide like hey I'm gonna start this like kind of journey on social media um well I remember freshman year of college I started following Marika on Instagram <laughs> the OG and, yeah and I just kind of always loved her outfits and everything. So I feel like that's how I kind of got into more Western fashion as well. And just posting my outfits on Instagram. Um, and then that just kind of grew from there, I guess. And then started sharing more hunting and farming different topics. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of have like a wide variety of the things that you do talk about. Uh, how has that kind of evolved for you? Like, when you first started sharing things, were you like, okay, I'm going to stick to this? Or was it more of a, my life? Like, what was the approach that you kind of decided to take? So for a while, there was just Western fashion yeah. and kind of what I did. Um, and then started hunting more in different species and whatnot and working for this company. Um, and I'm like, I'm just going to, you know, share it all. 
And so I feel like sharing more has helped me grow, even though people tell you to niche down and everything, <laughs> which is hard. You know, there's so many different things to share. Right. And I think sometimes too, the whole like niche down concept, like I definitely understand it from a strategic standpoint, but also people want to follow or interact with people that they feel like they can relate to or they can connect to and that are real people. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I feel like sometimes when you share only one aspect of your life, it's hard to kind of create that community because we're not one dimensional individuals, right? Like there's lots yeah. of things going on. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else do you do besides just that? <laughs> exactly. And for you, especially because sometimes, and I told you, I, I, I do this to everyone. I say, I'm not going to ask any controversial questions <laughs> and then something comes up. Not that this is controversial, but hunting sometimes, especially on social media, can have some different opinions, much like agriculture, right? That can come along with it. But how have you kind of managed that, if you've even experienced that to this point, um, and kind of what what has led you to feel confident in being able to share maybe that side of things? Um, it's a good question. I know, I sorry. Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I feel like just... I've been trying to be like more myself and not really caring what others think. And if they like say a comment rude or don't really know what's going on, I try to like help teach them and the correct things, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, just teach them more, I guess. And yeah. 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 And I think that's, I think that's the right approach. Um, I was talking to somebody the other day about just agriculture and someone asked me about negative comments and stuff like that. And for the most part, podcast wise, I don't really get any negative comments. Thank goodness. Um, but again, like agriculture, right? There's going to be some out there, and so mm-hmm. I think just trying to have a conversation and and not be combative combative is a the only approach to take. I guess I don't really know. It's such yeah. social media, man. It's a it's a wild wild mm-hmm. ride sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there's always going to be rude comments and everything, but just try not to take them to heart even though it's hard or yeah uh, for sure and I mean also being a woman right in the hunting industry what has that been like for you I've always like the beginning I was like do they will they believe me or trust me or whatever um but talking to more and just kind of growing within the industry I think has helped there's always there's not always a bunch of women and hunting industry so yeah for sure for sure and kind of your background in agriculture has that helped you do you think in terms of um I don't know being able to connect and kind of understand how to be involved in an industry that you might be a minority in yeah I think it has um just I would say women are also a minority in the egg world too. So both of them kind of intertwine with the nutrition and animal health and everything. They kind of go along and just helping out with everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I would agree. And um, so I know you said diversified kind of ag operation. What does that, what does that mean for you guys? By ranchers for ranchers, together let's make ranching easier. Previously known as Cattle Back Box, 
Strayhorn has rebranded to better match their ability to push the envelope in creating innovative animal management products to serve the ranching community. Strayhorn is rooted in tradition and ranching legacy, but they believe in the opportunity of looking at things with a new perspective to drive the industry forward. Check out all of the things that Strayhorn has to offer you and your herd. So we don't have any crops really. We just had some alfalfa fields, but then we had sheep, goats, basically everything you could think of, poultry, a few horses and llamas and just kind of everything and some cattle. And then kind of once I was done showing 4-H and went to college, we kind of got rid of most of the livestock, just wasn't home to help dad and everything else. Um, And it was done showing as well, obviously, but so it's kind of hard going home sometimes and it's not like the same as before I'm not a big fan of change either (laughs) but every once in a while we'll still get some um heifers or steers just to feed out to fill our freezes again but that's about it yeah I can relate to that Uh, my dad always jokes that when I left for college he lost his cowgirl and so (laughs) he like definitely uh took our herd size down quite a bit just because it's a lot harder to do when you're working by yourself. Um, but my brother, so I was the ag kid and then my brother was the sports kid. And okay. uh, he lived at home for a while just during COVID and stuff because he was in college. And so he was doing classes remotely and stuff. And so he kind of got into the cattle a little bit, but my dad always jokes that if if I don't want the cows, they're, they need to go because he's not going to take them. <laughs> yeah, my brother wasn't too involved with anything egg with us either he didn't do 4-h or anything like that as well <laughs> yeah isn't that that always amazes me how two kids right or siblings can be mm-hmm. raised in the same household and then have completely different interests and like completely yeah. different personalities yep exactly <laughs> which can be nice you know you don't always do the same stuff <laughs> yeah for sure add a little variety to the dinner conversation mm-hmm. yeah And then I know you also have some other things going on. So tell me about like everything you've got going on in terms of businesses and kind of all of the different opportunities that you're currently pursuing. So full-time with Analogics Outdoors, the hunter nutrition company, and then kind of on the sides, I do my own photography business as well. I was just in Arkansas for about two weeks. Um, I was hunting for a week with some girls for waterfowl and then I photographed for a week for this outfitter down there so that was pretty awesome um I've done everything from weddings livestock shows families the whole nine yards I feel like (laughs) with that trying to bring it down to just a few things and not the whole range um and then I also kind of have a little health business as well um just started that in October um so it's been pretty fun um kind of dove deep into that after going to convention in September but yeah I'm always staying busy I feel like (laughs) yeah right I feel like you're always on the road too like you're always traveling so do you travel quite a bit for your um like your job or is that just more like your photography business and those kinds of things more just for myself kind of we will go to some trade shows and everything for work um or if I'm photographing stuff with other people or whatnot but um yeah it's kind of mainly for my own businesses that I travel a lot for 
Yeah. So if you could photograph, if you could photograph, not photography, if you could photograph <laughs> one thing, what would be like hands down your favorite thing or like your favorite shoot you've ever done? Oh gosh. Um. Do you just do photography or do you do videography too? I kind of started doing some videos, but I, they're not my favorite. Yeah. Um, I would say my favorites are livestock shows and hunting, but then it's also really hard because then I also want to be hunting myself or like I miss being in the ring showing, Right. <laughs> but I like those two, I'd say the most. And livestock shows in terms of like youth livestock or just in like just livestock shows in general? Just in general, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like those two, I mean, you just said like they're challenging because you want to be doing those things, but I feel like those, you have to be on your game like the entire time, right? Because you have like literally a second just to capture that perfect shot. Like, yeah, exactly. Especially in hunting. There's no do-overs. You can't reshake the judge's <laughs> hand in hunting. Yep, you can't reshoot exactly. the bird. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh wait, can you redo that please? Right. <laughs> can you send the dog back out please real quick? Yeah. Yeah, but it's always fun staying busy. I feel like I get really bored if I have nothing to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can relate to that for sure, for sure. And then I feel like too, I'm tired usually because I am always on the go, but then I can't get things done if I'm like trying to relax because I'm thinking about like, okay, I got to do this, this, and this. So I might as well just go for it. <laughs> yeah, or like your mind will be racing with ideas or what you can be doing or for the next day and it's like, Hey, just gotta start somewhere. Yes, for sure. So looking forward, is there something like, like a dream shoot that you have or, uh, like an opportunity that you would be working towards in any of the different things that you're going to, like you have going on? Um, working towards possibly going to Africa to go hunt, I <gasps> guess, either later That's this year or next year. my dream hunt. Oh my God. Come with me. <laughs> oh my God. Let's do it. I'm down. Let's go. It'd be so fun. Oh my goodness. That would be insane. We were just talking actually on my family vacation. Um, my dad has a business partner who's like done all of the like crazy hunts, like all over the world. And mm -hmm. my brother went to pick something up from him and he was like, yeah, I went in there and like, he has all these crazy animals on the walls and blah, blah, blah. And we were talking about like, how cool would it be to go? Mm -hmm. and oh oh my gosh I couldn't imagine that would be yeah. so cool what like in do you have any particular like animal that you like would be after what yeah so this might sound bad to like some people but I really want to get a zebra <laughs> either just you know keep the hide and then like maybe a shoulder mount or something but yeah. I've always loved zebras a lot and I think it would be cool I guess <laughs> that would be so cool oh my gosh well, I hope you get to go because that's, oh, we're going to go together. We're going to go together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? So I've never done like an international hunt or anything like that. What goes into having, like getting, getting all of that taken care of? Do you know, like in terms of the legality of all of that? And we don't have to go in detail of it, but. Yeah, no. Um, well, I'm kind of working with an outfitter through there. And so they kind of help you out with everything I guess um I don't know too much of it right now I guess but obviously you pay your, your own airfare and everything to get over there and then they provide all the meals you know and just traveling and 
yeah. just like any other guided <laughs> hunt i guess right yeah yeah pretty much oh that's so cool i'm like my wheels are spinning that would be I know. <laughs> such an incredible trip any any playing. other one anything what else you got on your, any other like things you have on your radar um not too much right now i guess the pheasants forever banquet i guess coming up in march but mm-hmm. so i know you mentioned you guys go to conferences and conventions and stuff is there any other um like do you guys do work with like i don't know influencer hunter individuals and stuff or like that you help with the social media wise like what does your kind of day-to-day look like in terms of social media creation and marketing? Well, so we are also partnered with Lee and Tiffany, um, mm. the Crush Outdoors. And so they are kind of like partnered with us and then Drury Outdoors as well. So we kind of, um, there's a whole entire Crush line that we carry. And sometimes we, well, we have pro staffers. We have about 20 pro staffers right now that I manage. And so sometimes we send the product and they get content for us, send it back to me. And that's kind of what I will also use to post once in a while. Um, otherwise, like last summer, I went to go a few hours away and I photographed one myself. Um, but yeah, from day to day, I schedule out content. Right now I have mostly all of March already planned and scheduled out. So it's nice being able to plan ahead, you know, with everything. Um, keep in touch with the pro staffers and just check all the social media pages and take more photos and videos and just get ready for the next season. Yeah. Is the hunting industry, and I, don't, I guess this question is forming as it's coming out of my mouth, so bear <laughs> with me, but does do things move as quickly in the hunting industry as they do in some of the others in terms of like trends? Or would you say things kind of like, are established and they build on each other for a while or is it constantly all over the um place? kind of both I guess yeah. um we so it just used to be deer that products that we used to have okay and so last year we added bear and moose as well because mm. um, more hunters can start using that stuff where they hunt at um and we might have some more stuff in the works for next year with different animals but yeah I feel like it kind of Obviously, we were more busy during the hunting season and getting ready for it, but um, kind of goes back and forth, I suppose. Yeah. And then in terms of marketing the products that you guys have, do you have like a specific approach that you try to tailor to without like, so, okay, the reason I ask is I feel like those are very unique products, right? So you have a very specific audience that you're trying to reach. So is it yeah. the same tactics as like other industries? I'm assuming yes, but just with the with the hunting spin, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I make paid ads, you know, on Facebook and target the stores that we carry our products in. So that helps a lot. Um, and then anybody on <laughs> Instagram or Facebook right. that outdoors wise, you know? Yeah. And so you guys do uh like direct to consumer sales but then also have retailers correct correct yeah okay <clears throat> that's kind of nice though to kind of excuse me <clears throat> spread the wealth in terms of uh what you have to do from the marketing standpoint but then also mm-hmm. sales so that's nice yeah yeah and then we run like deals you know and 
certain deals on our pages as well so kind of all the aspects yeah all the things going on all yep. at once <laughs> yeah that's exciting though so when how long has this company been around fairly new or established I would say I think it's like 2012 so a okay while. okay yep. yeah so then are you the first person that's kind of done the social media stuff for them or are you like in a team um I think there was maybe one or two people before me um but yeah there's like a small marketing team that we have in-house nice cool nice. I'll be here for two years in June <laughs> nice that's exciting yeah. that's crazy too because I feel like 2022 right that was not that long ago but yeah it's crazy how fast time goes mm-hmm, exactly awesome well uh as we I feel like we just covered a lot in terms of all mm-hmm. the stuff you have going on and all the different yeah. aspects of that um but that being said, because you are in such a unique industry of both agriculture, Western fashion, and then also like the hunting side of things, do you have any advice maybe for a younger girl or woman who's looking to get involved in some of these different spaces maybe? Yeah, I would. Obviously, social media helps, you know, start following people that kind of share their info or who inspires you to do something and just kind of you can ask them questions, you know, reach out to them, reach out to other people. Um, asking questions, I feel like is a big one, you know, but just chase your dreams and don't, I mean, it might be scary and intimidating at first, but you know, just go after it. Yeah, for sure. And I always say the worst thing people can tell you is no. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you will, if you have a question and also I feel like in these communities of these different industries that we just talked about for the most part everyone really does want to help somebody like if you have a question or you want to know something about something people really do genuinely I think at least want Mm -hmm. to help people and so it's nice to know that you may be new and it may feel scary and intimidating but there's somebody out there that's definitely willing to help you just kind of maybe have to ask a few different people to get to that person yeah, for sure. And there was this one quote that I kind of saw. I don't remember how it exactly goes, but if you're not failing maybe once or a few times, then you're not really learning also. You know, it kind of goes hand in hand with each other. Yeah, for sure. I feel like a lot of times we're so scared to fail that we don't even try, but mm-hmm. you got to fail sometimes. And sometimes yep. <laughs> failure is the best success because it leads to the next thing. Yeah, uh, so that stuff's always always fascinating to me in terms of how people got to where they are and like the doors that closed that to that led to other doors that opened um mm-hmm. but yeah was there anybody like in in your kind of journey that has helped you in terms of either mentorship or someone you asked a question to that kind of led to a different opportunity um I would say there's been a few people the Minnesota Farm Bureau president has helped me a little bit through college with connections, um, my dad and his connections. And yeah. then I worked for a sheep farm out at, um, it wasn't part of college, but it was near college. And um, the owners of that also kind of helped me with a bunch of different areas and learning things. So I feel like always people along the way that you meet and will help out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um well, as we wrap up today, is there any 
um, contact information or a good way for people to get in touch with you if they are wanting to connect in any way? Yeah, I would say you can reach out to me by email or Instagram. Um, would you like me to give them to yeah, you? Yeah, give, give your handle and then I'll make sure that I put it in the show notes as well. Okay, so yeah, my Instagram handle is D-A-M-M-I-A-A-A. <laughs> my name, but a little bit different version. And then my email is DamiaCole1 at gmail.com. Perfect. Well, if anybody is listening and they are interested in connecting with her, please make sure to do so. Um, like I said, I will put all that information in the show notes. Um, but thank you so much for spending time with me. I'm so glad that we finally got to do this and got to chat yeah. a little bit. Thank you so much for asking me to be on. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Ag Chicks. Don't forget to follow along on social media at Ag Chicks for more agricultural related content And also be sure to check out your favorite podcast gear from www.agchicks.net. We'll see you next time.